Welcome, everybody. Glad to have you here today. Let me say before I forget, if you if you missed if you missed last week's uh, edition, it's on the website. Sharon has heard it. The, the quality is, is good, right? Good Thanks to Mike Austin for Michael Austin for getting us our uh, our microphone. This is our strategic planning session. Glad to have you here today. Uh, we're going to start with prayer and then then uh, look into these things a bit. Come on, have a seat. Got three seats in front, as always. There's always seats in front available. <laughs> Except at the movies. Okay. All right, let's uh Thank you, Brian. <laughs> let's start with a word of prayer and then we'll uh, we'll get into our session. Let's pray, shall we? Father, we thank you for the church. And thank you, Jesus, for saying you would build your church. And we ask that you might do that here and around the world, even today, as people are meeting together in the name of Christ. Give us clarity as we look to you for leadership in the future, we pray. And thank you that we can serve you, that you've called us to be one of, part of your, your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, last week, the focus was building community, and we identified that as one of our greatest needs. We said that's been an ongoing need for the church, and it's a challenge as well for us to meet. And we're going to try to meet it in a variety of ways, but we can't meet it until or unless you, you give us some help. So at the session meeting Tuesday night, we again add emphasis on this to the extent of adding uh, Jeff Shields to involvement and along with Lyle Beal as elders who will have oversight and responsibility for this area of ministry. Not that that's the only thing they do, but that will be one of their primary focuses. And what they would like to have and what I'm sure the church would benefit from is your involvement, your stepping up to say, I want to help make us more connected in Christ to build the relationships uh, that we need to build here uh, that in an intentional way. Uh, you will be able to help us with that because it's your schedules that we'll be trying to meet. It's your lives and needs that we will be trying to answer. And we can't do that just by drawing it up on the chalkboard in a, in a room. I mean, Lyle and Jeff are both retired, which gives them extra time but also means that they don't have to worry about some of the scheduling things that you who are working have to, have to be concerned about. So we need your involvement. And this morning I talked about the clusters of gifts, prophet, priestly, and kingly gifts. And last week we saw that many of those were in the area that, in terms of relationship, in the priestly area, in terms of helping and serving and gathering and hospitality. Those are the kind of things that we're looking for. So. As an action item from last week's session, we want to hear from you. Call me, call Jeff, call Lyle. The, the 6 plus 2 arrangement was merely meant as an introductory step. It's going to expire in the end of this month in terms of the parameters of the timetable for each group. 
So it, we may not be ready September 1st, but we want to move toward meeting the challenge of building community across many miles, across busy lives. So that was the purpose of last week's uh, session. I do have uh, several of, of the uh, sheets from last week for anybody that might want them at the end of this time and pick it up. And it may help you also in listening to the recording to go down through the chart. Now this week, we want to talk about outreach. Outreach, which also includes our mercy ministry and our missions ministry. This probably has to do more, if you're thinking again about spiritual gifts, of the more prophetic cluster. Evangelism, missions, outreach of one kind or another, encouraging, counseling, reaching out toward other people. We have a number of strengths in this area that I want to talk about as we begin, but there is also, I think, one glaring weakness and challenge that has to do with our needing to find a methodology, a plan for touching South County. We have some, some pieces in place, but we need to, this needs much more development. Uh, and where does that come from? That comes from you. And we'll talk about this in just a moment. Our outreach history began really uh, not only with the food ministry in another church's parking lot when we were in meeting in the school, but also with a missions committee that was in, interested in missions. And so from the beginning of the church, there was a giving and a, and a praying concern for world missions, which is part of the outreach piece, of course. That piece has been in place ever since, and it has actually gone stronger, I believe. Our missions committee somewhat stronger than it was. Along the way, there's been more missions giving. It's a higher percentage of our budget. Um, we began something we call an annual missions emphasis or missions conference around 2004, 2005, so that every year we're hearing from people involved in missions, we're connecting with them, people that don't live here but who serve in the church either nationally or internationally. Our missions teams for the first time began to be sent out in about 2004, 2005. Uh, Acapulco, uh, Queens, New York was one of the first ones. Anton and I went on that one. We uh, then, of course, uh, Katrina hit, and we made some trips there. Missions trips has gotten to be a part of the life of the congregation. Just a week ago, a group went uh, to Atlantic City, and we we believe that in the overall health of the congregation, there needs to be opportunities for these missions trips. I've been talking this week to the disaster response people, and they're putting some things together for the winter. The disaster response <coughs> mission to North America team has recently purchased a warehouse in Rome, Georgia, from which to use as a staging area for response around the country, a place where they can store water and, and generators <coughs> and the things that they need. They need also some things to do at that, at that uh, warehouse, and so it may be that we would be a, a part of that. We began our fall festival in 2007, and our Bible school in 2003, and our, of course our mercy and our food ministry continues. So it's not as if we're doing nothing, but I have a sense that we could do 
far more in terms of targeting South County than we have even in the 20 years of our existence. And that's the purpose of the outreach piece, uh, which we're talking about today. Okay, so if we go back, let me pass these out now and uh, get to the, to the sort of the structure of all this. Some of this is repetitive. It was at the top of last week's sheet. That's from that last week that you're welcome to. It. And uh, if we need more, somebody can run and make us some more. This is the mission statement and the draft of the vision statement. Remember we said last week that this is a work in progress. We are not presenting this as a finished product. Let me say again, like I did last week, this is not a finished product. We're at a feedback and input stage where we need your feedback and input. Now, last week, the, um, you know, the, the relationship building piece has already received some interest. And, and regarding outreach, we, we're not just announcing this like it's going to happen. We're announcing it because we ask for your support in making it happen. The following is the mission statement and the draft vision statement. Gracie Peace Church's mission is to be a church committed to loving and growing God's people through worship, outreach, building community, and teaching God's word. Those four pillars. We said last week that that's, those are very common pillars to support the church. Those are deeply rooted in the New Testament. And so many, if not most, evangelical churches would have that much also, those four pillars or sections of support are, are rooted in the New Testament quite deeply and are generally considered to be the four main building blocks of the church. Last, this week we talked about outreach. Last week we did the third one on this list, building community, offering a loving environment of growing relationships and connectedness. Now for outreach, we're saying it will encourage effective outreach in which the gospel is clearly demonstrated in word and deed. So we are looking to not just have a mercy ministry or a fall festival ministry or a Bible school ministry, but a full orb year-round outreach methodology and prayer effort to reach South County or North Calvert County with the, the people that we consider to be within the orbit of the church's geographic pattern. So, again, as with last week, our strategic plan is in the next three years, we will move in this direction more specifically. <coughs> Tony uh, Rita serves as a member of the missions committee, which, by the way, anyone who wants to be involved is welcome to join. They meet monthly. Kevin Ball serves as the coordinator, I guess you'd say. <coughs> and um, we, we, we're looking for more ideas and input. Tony, if you want to walk us now a bit through some of this, uh, as Kevin did last week, and then there may be questions, and we'll, we'll try to uh, respond. You want to use this? Sure. All right. Um, 
this is a sermon discussion class, right? <laughs> um, I was looking at the the outline actually uh, to the sermon, and um, I know Steve had mentioned that that you thought maybe that that outreach really serves uh, or or aligns with the prophetic gifts. However, when I was looking over the list, I thought, boy, looking at the uh, priesthood gifts, which includes giving, service, helping, mercy, hospitality. Uh, I thought a lot of those uh, really do apply, uh, you know, in service of, of, of outreach. <coughs> the same for the other gifts as well. Um, and I know that, you know, as you ran through kind of our, our history and some of the highlights of what we've done uh, with regard to outreach, I see that many people have, have really been uh, involved and have been able to really help in the capacity of outreach. So when you think about uh, your spiritual gifts, uh, do think in terms of that, that all of you have something to contribute in the area of outreach. It's not something that you should be thinking in terms of, well, you know, evangelism is not maybe my gift, uh, or, you know, being able to, um, you know, cross cultures or have uh, the ability to cross uh, language barriers is not particularly my, my strength. Uh, so as you look at the various gifts, all of these can be applied in the service of outreach. And so um, what I do want to do is, is share with you again what our thoughts have been with regard to outreach. And um, I recognize that even using the term outreach, uh, you know, that can mean many different things uh, you know, to all of us. And so what we really want to do is be integrative in our approach uh, with regard to missions, with regard to you know, what we would think of in terms of local outreach, and uh, even, again, integrating in that effort uh, some of our, our mercy ministries as well. Uh, so really all of this ought to be connected, integrated, uh, woven into one concept. And that's what we really want to strive for. Uh, we recognize that, again, there's been lots of different pieces uh, to, again, these outreach efforts, uh, but they haven't always been very well connected together. And that's what, what I think we want to do with the entire strategic plan, is to be really integrative in nature and to really uh, weave our efforts uh, together. And um, I know that we've been uh, at the, uh, you know, at this point of, of working on the strategic plan for some time, and now it's been, 18 how long? 18. 18 months? That's a long time. Uh, so uh, that's a lot of work that's been put into it, but still lots of work uh, to go. So let me just share with you uh, kind of where we are with regard to our <coughs> outreach uh, plan. Um, as, as Steve had noted, uh, with regard to our, our vision for outreach, it really is the same as our goal, and that is to you know, foster effective outreach in, in which the gospel is clearly demonstrated in word and deed. And we have four objectives that fall under this one goal of outreach. So the first objective is to identify specific people groups in line with local community demographics and global mission policy. Uh, what is our mission? Uh, what is our field? What is our, what is our mission scope? Uh, and, and these are the things that um, I, I think really challenge us to define, you know, what is really our, our target? And um, uh, I think as you, even if you look at today's bulletin, um, in the in the prayer list as far as our outreach, which I, I'm, I'm very pleased that we post very often, uh, you'll see that we, we really do serve uh, a very broad uh, group, uh, people overseas, um, you know, people um, 
not overseas, but close by in, in, in Canada. We have a number of, of local missions. Um, and so we, we can appear that we serve uh, quite a breadth of, of populations, um, but we've not, again, quite identified, you know, do we have a, a, a central theme or focus uh, for grace? And um, you know, for some, they may be very pleased with again, the breadth of, of missions that we support, and that can be you know, something that we strive for, uh, or it could be something that we narrow down as far as scope. And I think probably the way that we, we've gone so far uh, has been you know, whatever opportunities we could serve, uh, I think largely we have served. Um, but we haven't been as deliberate as, as we could be. And that's what we want to do with regard to the overall strategic plan is to be very deliberate about uh, what it is that we do and how we invest our, our energies, how we invest uh, our, our time. So uh, under 1A, uh, identify like-minded local missionaries slash organizations where we can be connected as partners. And um, uh, this we have uh, as, a, as a tactic. And, and, and I wasn't present for last week's uh, last Sunday's uh, description, but I'm not sure if we've really covered the, the structure of our strategic plan. Uh, but we really wanted to start with, you know, broad overall uh, mission, identifying goals, uh, talking about objectives, and then how we might uh, you know, execute on each of those objectives. And we're referring to them as, as our specific tactics. And uh, here we, we need to, to flesh that out a little bit more, and we've assigned this particular piece to our, to our, our missions committee. Um, so again, as we kind of lay this out, uh, we want to describe as is uh, where we are and um, where you might be kind of having questions in your mind as to, well, well what does that look like? Um, it's, it's still an open question. It's still something that we have yet to, to further flesh out and, and further define. Uh, so we've just assigned that to our missions committee, uh, again, to, to bring uh, further detail and uh, uh, elaboration to, to that specific uh, area. Uh, B, 1B, investigate the needs of our community in order to focus our outreach efforts. Um, and again, we haven't really assigned a, a specific tactic to that. But again, we recognize that there's, there's lots of local opportunities uh, to connect with our, our local community. And even, even as we talk about local community, well, what is that? Uh, how do we define here at Grace, what our local community is. And uh, that's challenging, um, because I know that even for, for all of us here, we're kind of all over the place, right? Um, so we're in Crofton, Edgewater, um, uh, you know, um, Shadyside, and, and elsewhere. And uh, how do we define, how do we then um, establish the boundary of, you know, where we focus our efforts with regards to, to local uh, community? And so that's still something that we're challenged to, to really define. Uh, under 1C, uh, connect the gifts, passions, and talents of congregation with the needs of the community. And again, uh, even though today we talked about um, specific spiritual gifts, uh, we know that many people, uh, even beyond their gifts, have particular interests, uh, or people have uh, particular experiences. People have been to other churches where they've served in various capacities, in outreach missions, um, in evangelistic work. People come uh, here with uh, various uh, degrees of, of training with regard to evangelism. 
So we really want to have a better sense of what people bring uh, to the outreach mission. And we really, really don't have a, a good sense of that. And so that's going to really require you know, being able to, uh, to better survey you know, where the talents, uh, interests, experiences, uh, training backgrounds that people have had in order to bring that to bear on our, our race uh, outreach mission. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll need to, uh, again, survey, assess, and, and get a sense of that. Um, but again, we, we haven't um, really gone beyond knowing that that's a step that we need to take. And um, so at, at some future point, we have to figure out you know, how do we best uh, execute on that. And once we compile that information, once we do know what people's uh, interests, uh, what their talent backgrounds, their gifts are, uh, we'll be able to assemble them and, and sort of see what we have. Um, you know, it may be that, that, that uh, there are some, some individuals who have um, maybe some particular experiences that we can kind of pivot around and um, see if we can leverage uh, that experience, those sets of gifts, uh, in order to help us here within our own uh, outreach mission. Uh, under 1D, uh, consider how the Deacons Fund can be effectively used to stimulate mercy, outreach, and development slash sanctification among those in our community who are in physical need. And again, uh, this is our, our effort to again, be very integrative in our approach, uh, figuring out well, how do we, again, connect uh, overall outreach with, uh, with what we're doing with uh, Mercy. And um, uh, we recognize that while there may be some very robust activity in each of these areas, well, we haven't quite, haven't quite integrated them as well as, as we could. <coughs> and then 1E is uh, train the congregation about principles for effective ministry uh, to the marginalized. And I think one of the concepts here uh, is um, there's a, a book title, uh, When Helping Hurts. And I think there's been some, some training in the past. I think, Jeff, you were involved in that. Um, and I think, have, have all the Mercy Deacons been subject to that book or that training? I would say, too, November 6th and 7th, we're having a speaker come for the men's retreat, but also for doing a Saturday seminar. Randy Neighbors, who's written the book Merciful, recently published under item E, that's a tactic that we immediately put in place since we put this outline together. So you'll hear more about that. That's November 6th and 7th. Uh, some training on uh, effective ministry to the marginalized. Okay, uh, moving to uh, objective two, which is increased participation and opportunities for the congregation in outreach ministries. And uh, we recognize again that while while we support quite a bit of, of um, you know missionaries out in the field, uh, we do know that the, the uh, mission field is really you know, in our own backyards, uh, and uh, it's here, right? Uh, there are many opportunities for for all of us to get involved. Not again uh, that you have to be a, a missionary per se or an evangelist per se. But there are opportunities that we have uh, right here, and so. Uh, there are many opportunities uh, to serve in an outreach capacity. Uh, so even yesterday, right, there were a, a small number of us who went up to the, uh, the Samaritan Women's uh, Ministry uh, up in uh, Baltimore. And uh, this is a, uh, a ministry opportunity that we've been supporting for, for a number of years. And it was really great to uh, get out there and, um, 
and uh, put ourselves to work in, in service of a very, very uh, tremendous uh, ministry. And for those of you who, who um, don't know that much about the Samaritan women, I really would encourage you to, um, to learn more about them. I think a, a year or two ago, we had Jean Allard uh, here during our missions conference give a, a description of, of the Samaritan women's uh, ministry. And I, I just remember uh, back then just really being riveted to, uh, to her presentation. Such an articulate woman, such a passion for uh, you know, reaching uh, a very vulnerable uh, woman population uh, who've been subject to uh, exploitation and, and uh, human trafficking. Uh, and there's a, there's a tremendous opportunity, again, in, in a local capacity uh, to serve. And again, doesn't require uh, some of the prophetic uh, gifts, but again, more of the uh, priestly gifts of, of, of helping and, uh, and serving. Um, so there are many other opportunities. We have the, you know, we have our our, uh, our fall festival coming up uh, September 19th. Uh, and I know that many people uh, come out to serve our, our fall festival. Um, and then I think we have a number of other, again, ministries that, that Steve has already pointed out, our, our food uh, ministry on, on Saturday mornings. Um, and there have been others that have, that have occurred. But we want to be able to create those opportunities for anyone at Grace you know, who, again, demonstrate a variety of gifts uh, to be able to serve in our local uh, community. So we really want to build that up. Uh, so we can really benefit from ideas in how to further, how to sustain and, and, uh, and, and further our contribution to our local ministries. But also, if you've got some ideas about you know, uh, things that we've not done, uh, ways in which people can uh, continue to serve, we're really open to that. Uh, in particular, we want our, our young people uh, to, to have these experiences. And again, uh, we've sent our young ones to Atlantic City. We've had uh, our young ones accompany uh, missions uh, teams um, to other places <coughs> in other helping capacities. But if you have some ideas about how our, our young ones can, can be involved, we really are interested in, in that. Um, and I'll just kind of touch on, again, another uh, thing that we've, we've uh, thought about. Um, you know, on one hand, you know, while we serve, um, while we support those serving you know, uh, overseas and maybe people's pictures you may see, uh, upstairs on the, on the bulletin board, um, people's names that you may see in the bulletin uh, prayer list. Um, they may, you know, those activities may seem kind of removed from you, um, and uh, you may not get a, a very frequent uh, opportunity to uh, meet the, the missionaries that we serve, uh, that we support. And so, um, one of the concepts that we've been trying to to consider is, you know, is there a way that we can uh, develop within our own uh, church body, you know, uh, exposing our young ones at a very early age to uh, opportunities to serve, opportunities to be involved with research, opportunities to really have a, a broader, uh, more comprehensive view of serving in an outreach capacity. Can we nurture that within grace? Can we continue to support that uh, within grace? So, you know, again, we have um, you know the Staffords who are about to leave uh, for South Africa. Uh, you know, that that's a wonderful thing uh, to send uh, people from within our church body and support them in their ability to uh, serve 
and minister those uh, you know, in other countries. And we'd like to see more of that. Um, but how, how would that look like if we were to really uh, develop more of, of you know, that kind of a program or that kind of a trajectory of you know, uh, the development of an outreach mindset? And really, that's what we really want to uh, foster and encourage here at Grace is that you know, we all have opportunities to serve in an outreach capacity. And uh, we ought not to be thinking of, well, if that's not my particular spiritual gift of evangelism or missions, but we all have that opportunity through our available gifts uh, to serve in, in a way that uh, helps us to connect uh, to the world, helps us to be uh, salt and light in other communities. So again, we really want that opportunity to nurture someone and build that up and uh, build and strengthen a trajectory of missions work within grace. Wow. I guess I was thinking about the, the local community. And uh, I think our best contact with the local community is through two big high schools that are not very far away. And uh, you know, we lost our uh, Joe working with kids and uh, I guess everybody understands our financial situation that we now cannot afford to hire a youth pastor so I think it's our best opportunity for I think growing the church and ministering to locally is through middle school and high school kids in the two schools so Jim Patton is currently sort of leading our work, and he needs help. He needs people that will work with him and really grow that ministry. And just because we don't have a youth pastor doesn't mean we can't have a real significant program working with youth. And it takes interest, love for kids, and making commitments. So when I think about our ability to reach the neighborhood, in my mind, the principal vehicle is working with kids. I don't know. Any thoughts on that? So again, this is one of the one of these questions about, you know, what is what is the appropriate scope, you know, for our mission work, uh, and that and that's something that uh, we address by looking at you know, again, our our target population. So on one hand, there's uh, an opportunity to consider age or our, our youth. Right, and we have had opportunities in the past. Um, I know that Joe would try to organize these uh, fifth quarter. Um, what were they called? Fifth quarter events. Fifth quarter events um, at uh, Southern High School, and, and maybe maybe once at, at South River. Was there one at South River? Um, but yeah, so a lot of this can be uh, really contingent upon the. Uh, the energy, the connections. I know that Joe had connections with uh, Southern High School with their athle their athletic uh, department. I know Joe had helped with some of the tennis coaching and <coughs> and some of that. Uh, so contingent upon our, our connections and again desires. And again, if you have uh, a background experience that um, you know, easy to translate and, and generalize uh, in the success of past work to uh, work that we can continue to do, uh, and then that would be awesome. Um, but uh, you know, that's, I think that's been a, you know, trying to think about the proper scope of our work, uh, you know, is um, I think one of those critical questions. So again, we, we're kind of, uh, you know, an inch deep, mile wide in a lot of our efforts. 
uh, is that the way that we really want to approach our, our, our missions work? Um, and when you think about how much we give to some of our specific uh, missionaries, it's, 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 the support isn't um, a lot. And I know that other churches may think about that in a different <coughs> way, they may approach that differently. Maybe have fewer um, missionaries, fewer uh, missions opportunities, but uh, support them in a more significant manner. No right or wrong uh, way to approach it, but um, you know, I think if, if we are very purposeful about um, you know how we want to go about you know, supporting you know our missions work, our outreach, um, I think we just need to make uh, some decisions and then and then go with it. Well, again, what is our proper scope? You know, do we target based on youth? Do we target based on those the most uh, substantial um, need? Monetarily, uh, those who are hurting the most. Uh, I know Steve mentioned uh, some of our disaster relief or disaster support. Um, is that our, our best opportunity um, you know, to partner or to, to, to support more fully? So again, we've got quite a breadth of of, um, of options, um, but uh, sometimes when we have uh, you know quite uh, quite a breadth of opportunities, quite a breadth of options. And our resources are very finite. Uh, we have to figure out sometimes a way to prioritize in order to, uh, to really sustain, if not strengthen, uh, some of these uh, ministry opportunities. So again, um, really looking for uh, inputs with regard to this. Uh, Jenny? Just one thought I had is that we've worked really hard on like, Vacation Bible School and festival and it's amazing how many people from our community are attracted to this church. It would be neat to think and brainstorm ways of, of sustaining that attraction. You know, so to bring them in, how do we, where do we go from there? What do we bring them to us? What's the next step? Thinking about, with, like for example, Vacation Bible School would be really neat if, if the kids could do a big presentation at the end of the week and Maybe he would hear at church on Sunday and have all these kids kind of present what they learned. And wow, that might bring their parents in, and then they might form relationships, and who knows where they could lead. And sort of That's a really great point. <clears throat> so, our, our ministry opportunities um, you know, can't be thought of, uh, our outreach opportunities can't be thought of in, in isolation, right? So if we have a local missions approach, right, of being able to reach communities, um, being able to be, you know, salt, salt and light in our community, uh, what what comes next, right? Um, so we need to have the robustness of, of of support once we do draw people in, once we do have a connection, and so hopefully through our other our other pillars, we're able to um, have a good plan, right? That we bring them in and. Um, if, they're, if they're new to um, the whole worship experience, that we're able to uh, incorporate them and, and, and uh, deepen their uh, awareness of, their learning of, of, of God, uh, which really is also in our, our teaching, in, in our sense of community. We want to make sure that they're well connected. And um, you know, beyond that outreach event, whether that be VBS, Fall Festival, or, or other local opportunities, we want to be able to, again, integrate them into the life of the church. 
Uh, Sharon, you had a comment. I just want to say if we have some some ideas, you know, because I'm, I'm thinking of a couple things without thinking of the whole thing, but you know, where would who would we give them to? How would we present them? And what's the what's the process? For them? So I, th I think I have a couple ideas to ask them for. Well, great. I love we'd love to hear them. Uh, because email you and talk to you after. Sure. Yeah. Uh, sure. We do that. Regarding all folks regarding just just ideas for outreach for local outreach. Right. So they tell us right now. Okay. Well, uh, one idea is 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 that okay with you, Tony? Or sure. I don't want to take up any of your time because I know you got you could do it later. Sure. Uh, one of the ideas is um, just something that God has put on my heart um, this week is um, this. Uh, preparation of our, our children, and when I say our children, extend to South County, the high schools, whatever, in bringing in speakers that help them with apologetics to really to uh, to be salt and light in the community. When they hear these things, the things that are going on about the abortion issues, or this issue or that issue, you know, inherently as Christians, we know those things are wrong, you know. But how do we how do we on a logically uh, a logic way be able to address these things? And to help the children that are being brought up in very you know, secular schools, they're getting bombarded with other things. So, you know, one of the ideas I had was there's a particular speaker uh, that I had in mind to, to bring that speaker in and have invite all the children in to come in and talk about those things, and then you know see what would come off of that. You know, but just you know addressing certain issues of the, of the day. So, I, I guess a, a, a Christian apologetics for our kids that are in the high schools or you know even younger but I'm thinking high school level and I have someone in particular in mind that I just heard so um, so in other words equipping them preparing them and that yeah. that extends your 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 outreach there that extends your your local missions and right I think the preparation part and I think that's part of your your goal too was the your tactics was to prepare you know prepare us so but prepare those children if you want to hear more about personal, talk to Jim Patton. Uh, certainly, we can be uh, more integrated in our efforts. So again, I would I would consider the uh, uh, teaching apologetics would be again part of that teaching, the instruction piece, and certainly you know we're called to be able to give an account for the hope that is that is good in us, and be able to defend the faith, to be able to articulate our faith, articulate the reasons why we hold to. Uh, you know, our Christian values, um, the authority of scripture. Our, our children in particular. That's right. Yeah, those, those high schoolers that are really, I mean, they're on the battlefield. I mean, we are too in, in our jobs and Could places. Could you have that material that have on Sunday? So, but I have an idea for a particular speaker to bring in. You might be interested in Right, and that certainly can be an approach. We can, um, you know, maybe uh, you know, more broadly announce that we're going to have um, Maybe um, you know a topic for teaching <coughs> or or a series or something like that that uh, our our youth can um, use to maybe invite their friends and hear more about how to be better equipped. Right? You might even publicize so. that at the fall festival. If you had a program like that, there'd be a lot of people that come. They would wonder, you know, what's going to be for my kids. Right. Right. There's a particular person I just heard on one of the Christian radio stations who actually. Uh, uh, does that. So um, I was trying to find his name, I couldn't find it. I have it on my iPad. Okay. Right, so, good. But uh, I guess my question is if we have ideas, where, how, who do we talk to? How do we send them to anybody? Because they, 
So a lot of times it seems like you know things just kind of oh, okay. Yeah, well we're already doing that. You think we're covering that, but it might be something that would enhance something that someone's already doing or go go to that. So who who do we send that to? Excellent. So uh, I'll, I'll answer that in a, in a minute here. But um, in general, though, I think for our you know for the month of August, as we share our strategic plan and where we are with uh, you know thinking about these four pillars and how we think about you know, the goals of GRACE, uh, how we execute on these objectives. Uh, we do want to invite your inputs. Where, where to put them? Probably there's lots of different catch points, right? You can send them to Steve, Kevin. Uh, for the particular issues with, with regard to missions and outreach, you, you can certainly uh, email me uh, or Kevin. We're, we're both on the missions committee. And you can talk to anyone who's on the, on the missions committee. Like you've got, you know, uh, you know, Fred and Kyle and Jenny back here. Um, so feel free to talk to uh, any of those who serve on the, on the missions committee, for example. Uh, for, for missions work, also, uh, uh, Sharon is, I think she's helping with the kids right now, but she's an excellent uh, you know, point person who helps to really uh, disseminate a lot of information to the, to the rest of us on the committee. But um, you can certainly feel free to, uh, to email me with uh, more of those ideas. I, I think, yeah, I think too, um, you know, if you, if there, I'm sure there are people that have ideas and they may have some spiritual gifts of administration or those types of things. And I guess what I'm thinking is, you know, we need, we, we need to encourage those things for people to say, okay, you know, what's your idea? Let's look at it. Let's coordinate it. Let's run with it. You know, how are you going to use your spiritual gift? You know, and I think you'll come up, you won't limit your scope as much, uh, but, um, you know, they can, Use your strategic area say, well, how does this feed into that? And you may have people who who are passionate about things that want to use their spiritual gifts in, in certain ways um, they may not be able to do if they if they're not, you know, if those things aren't encouraged or follow me. Yes. You know yes. Well again, it's gonna it's gonna be contingent on our, our assessment overall. Uh, we do want to be coordinated, we do want to be very deliberate, we want to be integrated in our efforts. Uh, uh, not haphazard, uh, but certainly it will start with knowing what interest is out there, what talents, uh, backgrounds, and so forth. Bobby, you had something? Well, I just would like to know that in all the considerations, you asked what's our immediate neighborhood, so to speak. We are surrounded by the up and outers. There's a lot of wealth in our neighborhood. and. Maybe people are most afraid of teenagers. After that, they're afraid of wealthy people. And I think we need to keep in mind that there are needs, tremendous needs, among people who live in some of these nice neighborhoods. We had to drive through cottage farms to get out of the traffic. When the Bob, you just wanted to see those houses. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Well, we can't have them. We can't have them. <laughs> one neighborhood in our circle and it's very easy to think in terms of the um, people who are needy financially and ignore the fact that there are needy people living in these mega mansions that surround us in every direction so I hope you will keep that in mind certainly certainly Matt yeah I just wanted to underscore that um, we're relatively new here, and you 
know, I think it's great that Grace is called Evangelical Presbyterian, and that evangelical part, you know, I kind of really keyed in on is for every event, just trying to have a focus where we are sharing the word with these folks, and it doesn't matter what their circumstances are. If they don't know the gospel, you know, they're, they're tremendously needy. And every time we come in here, I look at that house just on our property, and I'm not sure if they come here or not, but I think God is... God is concentrating all these folks right here. I think most folks that maybe have come here are probably Christian. And I think God is centralizing them here for a purpose. And what are we doing to go out and really spread the gospel? I mean, so much so as we could go door to door and just say, hey, we're a church in your neighborhood. Have you ever heard about the gospel? Maybe there's other ways we could do it with the BBS. Are we tracking that and saying, oh, most of the people that come to the BBS, I think, are, don't go to this church. You know, what's our, how are we tracking that to say, are they coming back? And, you know, it's not necessarily just to grow a bigger congregation, it's, it's to share the gospel. And, you know, I, I just think it would be great to have a group, and maybe it's the outreach group, that is so focused on evangelism that maybe folks get tired of it. They're like, oh yeah, here comes the evangelism group to talk to us. But that group interacts with teaching group, so it goes to the teaching group and the pastors and the elders and say, hey, train us to share the gospel. We don't maybe feel comfortable that, about it, maybe we're not too good at it, but we have classes that are training folks, so, so they get pretty comfortable about it. And then there are other groups, how do you share the gospel? So how do you interact with the guys that you uh, live around every day and share, you know, we have opportunity to share how that's going. So for me, it'd be like, Tony, you can come up to me. Hey, man, I know you live in an apartment community. How many of those guys have you invited to church? Well, not too many, because I don't feel comfortable about it. Well, this is how you do it, or something like that. But just, I guess my point is gathering folks together and realizing that certain folks have certain gifts, but those folks that are really interested in evangelism, gathering those together and really getting down and, and gritty on this and saying, this is what we're going to do to spread the gospel. And some of the groups that are already doing stuff, there's a lot of stuff going on, maybe interfacing with those groups and say, how do you feel your efforts are, you're gathering people, but how are your efforts really on sharing the gospel with those folks so that those folks are taking their next step in faith? Mm -hmm. Just real quick, Shannon, I'll get, I'll get to you. The church we used to go to does an outreach to the community called Grace Gives. And they go out for a week and they knock on doors and they say, is there anything we can do to help you in your home? Like, or like cut their grass or some kind of um, activity that way. Do you need anything? Just asking what they need, not necessarily inviting them to church, but letting them know that we are of a church group. And they do this for a full week. And it's very, very widespread in the communities. They send a group here and a group to this neighborhood and a group to that neighborhood and they give them a flyer at the same time after they've completed their work and I think a lot of times what the draw to the church is that you've gone out and you've helped these people hey there must be something nice about this church if these people are doing it and um, they also have events for kids during that same week they kind of loop it all together. They do a community outreach, and they send groups, especially <coughs> high school kids who are young and 
strong and able to help out more, you know, around the houses. And it might be a good idea just to go in and and see what they need, or even to contact. It's, I mean, that church is Grace Baptist Church in Bowie, um, but to see what they're doing and see if there's something that we could do, even if it's just a Saturday thing for us, and we do it consistently throughout the year instead of a dedicated week, having an outreach group that just goes a neighborhood every Saturday and walks and says, is there anything you need us to do? Okay, I've not heard of that one before, uh, but it sounds very promising. Um, just a piggyback on this one. We live in Bowie, and um, Grace Baptist Church makes themselves very known in our community. Yes, they do. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're the ones that we know. <laughs> they, they drop things off. They invite us all the time. You know, they're there. So it's kind of nice to know that. Nice to they're involved. That's pretty effective, obviously. You know who they are. Yeah. They have street parties and things like that. Okay. So, yeah. Right. Oh, I was just uh, commenting on uh, the comment the, uh, thing that uh, was mentioned that uh, D. James Kennedy started in the Presbyterian Church some years ago with called Evangelism Explosion. Fred, speak louder. Evangelism speak Explosion was uh, started in uh, Annapolis, uh, and uh, they were classes given And uh, uh, set program of uh, set, uh, you know, going to the proper places and uh, particularly those who, well, her, her names might be on the list of people that attended the fall uh, festival, for example, and, uh, or had visited the church. Say is even if, even if it's effective once, 
Mm. It's effective, and that's important for the church to remember that no matter what we spend on a given outreach, if it went to one person, it was worth every penny. Sally? I think I was going to mention, too, is, um, you know, there's a lot of different programs all over in our community, and we shouldn't need to feel like we have to bring all the programs here, but we should be ones that um, should make known programs that are available. Like, per se, if someone's interested in evangelism explosion, to make it known, hey, this is open to the community or whatever, uh, different programs like that where it is open, and uh, this is such a such a date. So that, that way, for those that are interested in getting more training in that area, could go. I know um, one of my daughters this summer, she went to a leadership conference. Not all youth are interested in being a youth leader, but she is interested in growing that area. So she went to a conference someplace else. It wasn't something, oh, we have to bring that here to our church. It was more, hey, this is within the PCA, and um, this is an opportunity to grow your skills in this area. Um, you know, my other daughter was interested in going overseas on a mission trip, even though she's done mission trips here in the States with our church. You know, she went with a different organization outside of our church and went overseas. So we don't have to feel the pressure to, to make it all happen here, to meet everybody's needs here. But I think it's important to, to make things known that are available if people want to grow in certain just piggyback on what Sally's saying is that the things that we've been doing are probably where the gifts are going to get exercised here. And it's something where developing things new from scratch, you don't have a lot of history behind them. They could they could happen, but it's going to take some energy to get those going. Whereas we've had ESL being taught over the years, uh, Fall Festival, VBS, those are the kind of things that reach to a youth population that ESL and reading mentorship and those kind of things can be things that are follow-up. And having what this church does available as information at VBS and Fall Festival are the kind of things that they know. And if we ask and do surveys of the people who come through and say, are there needs at your home that this church can meet? You know, when they come in, to get them plugged in, because one of, the, one of the mission courses we did actually while we were in Africa was something that talked about how there's people who have gone and there are people who have come. And there are people who are in America who have no exposure to the gospel because they came from countries where it's illegal or whatever. Um, and that's something where, are we missing an opportunity in that? Completely different discussion. But it's something where when people come for the BBS, the follow-up, Nick's talking about is something where that's clearly what we need to be doing, but how do we follow up? Well, let's take advantage of them while they're here and find out what their needs are. I don't think we have to change a lot of what we're doing to have effective outreach, because the, the people, the minds, the hearts that are behind it are what are going to make it effective. Great point. There's a lot of great ideas. Great well, ideas. even if, even if, and Phil can tell you, but, but the food ministry that we've been doing for years is a wasted opportunity. Phil, Phil, you can talk about that. 
Now you're not on the spot. Well, um, we've, we've been going just the past few weeks, and it's something that we've seen uh, the, the past few summers that we've, we've come to visit. And um, there are folks there that come to the church, so we're talking about outreach um, and how we can go to the community. Well, we, people show up at the church every week, you know. How many of those people that show up every week actually walk into the church so if they come on Saturday mornings, maybe they don't come on Sunday Sunday mornings. Maybe they just use the bathroom on Saturday mornings. So um, there, there's not, um, you know, they're there for 30 minutes, an hour, sometimes more um, beforehand. So uh, there, there's there's no devotional read. There has been in the past. They pray before they distribute food. Um, so... It could be something that uh, an elder comes and does that, or they train, like we've been talking about, training people who are already involved in the food ministry to uh, do devotionals. But I think one one of the most important things there that we've been focusing on the last uh, couple of weeks is just being there 30 minutes or an hour ahead of time and just uh, meeting people, talking to them. We've played with kids a few, uh, a few times, and um, so if we bring a Frisbee or a... Sometimes they bring sports equipment and just kick a soccer ball around in the field. Um, and, you know, finding out where they come from. So uh, we found a lot of Spanish speakers who come from downtown Annapolis to go to Bates, um, live in Eastport, or something like that. So if we know where they come from and we want to go and do outreach, well, we can go to Eastport, where we know that they live. And, you know, we don't speak Spanish. Well, some, some don't speak Spanish. I mean, that's something that some of us who do can, can go and say, hey, we, we're down in Davidsonville. If you guys need anything, uh, you can let us know. And um, and it's it's obviously not too far of a trek for them to come down here. They come down every, every week, so um, so they can uh, tell us what they need, and um, we can figure out how to attend their need, but also just to to invite them to come um, to church and then work on their their spiritual needs more than more than their um, or using rather their physical needs to get. There's a lot of things that can be done. Right. So let me use another opportunity to talk about the importance of integration. So again, we are all uh, members of the body, right, with different <coughs> gifts, and so some may be uh, really good at helping with the um, food ministry with regard to administration. Some might be really good at again the helping and, and the giving. Uh, but we do need other parts of the body, right? As uh, Fred was mentioning, uh, people who are trained perhaps uh, more facile with being able to share the gospel message. Um, you know, we need more of that. And then the follow-through. How do we how do we best follow through, uh, whether it's, it's later on that Saturday morning or if it's once somebody that we recognize, hey, this person uh, was a parent at VBS. We're here some of the kids. Here are some of the people uh, who went to the fall festival, right? So how do we then follow that up? And so we're going to need, again, a whole body response uh, to make sure that we integrate new people uh, into our our family, our, our community. And so that's going to really require, again, people with different gifts. And um, you know, some will be better at others in certain parts of that person's development and, and, and nurturing into the faith. And um, 
you know, part of it requires some real good uh, coordination, right? Um, if we all make assumptions, oh, so-and-so uh, has it. Somebody, is, somebody else is talking to uh, that new person. Um, I think we'll, we'll miss a lot. But uh, we really do need to um, you know, have a, a plan for follow-up. Um, and I look forward to uh, you know, developing that further. And again, we've talked about a lot of different ways in which we can uh, minister those, to those in our community. But how do we prioritize? Because any one of these things that we've, that we've talked about today requires a, a robustness of energy, right? And uh, investment of time and investment in, in people. You know, can we sustain all the different things that have been mentioned? I, I, I don't know if, if, if we can. Um, and even again, the Samaritan Women's uh, Ministry, I know they sent an email to us about how to, how, to, how to do more than just what we have been doing with regard to helping on the grounds uh, of their uh, property. And uh, that's gonna require, again, a, a, a greater investment in people's time, uh, sharing of their lives, uh, investment in relationships. But, but how do we do that? How do we sustain all of that? And that's something that we, we need to really look at with regard to prioritizing. And again, we've got uh, missionaries that we support overseas, um, you know, in other uh, groups, and then in our local capacity. And we find that we're, we're stretched to really um, to serve all of these different ministries. And it's great that we have so many opportunities, um, but we really will need your help with, with prioritizing and figuring out how do we have an integrative effort, a whole body response, so that we can apply all of the gifts uh, throughout this local body, uh, to again, to bring into the kingdom, to nurture them into the faith, and help uh, contribute to their sanctification. So I know we've touched on a lot of pieces of our outreach plan, um, got into some details, uh, probably didn't get into some others, but again, this is um, you know, really just a, 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 a sharing with you uh, where we are with our current plan, um, and to also share with you some of the, some of the areas in which we kind of struggled to bring uh, greater clarification and uh, specificity uh, with regard to you know, what is our approach, what is our outreach opportunities. Certainly lots more to do, uh, lots more work uh, that we need to accomplish. Um, again, we've got uh, kind of disparate efforts going on. Uh, mercy, local outreach, uh, missions. And uh, we do want to fold them, knit them, weave them together. Uh, we want to weave together the experience of the church to begin to have a, a more robust follow through. Um, and that includes other aspects of, of the whole church ministry as well. I do want to invite you to, to uh, you know, send more comments, suggestions, questions. Uh, and again, that can be funneled um, into the right people in any number of ways. But feel free to email me, Steve, Kevin. Um, and Steve, okay. I know that we're running out of time here. Thank, yeah, we want to keep faith with our time. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, just to say again, uh, the, the, uh, the piece of last week, the relationship piece and the outreach piece, are not totally discreet. It could be that the small groups that we form will have an outreach perspective or component to them. But this is all very fluid. We want to move forward with it. Thank you for your input. Please see, as he said himself, or me, or, or Kevin about it. And we want your ideas. We, we may even do something like we've done in the past where we had an outreach summit. 
had a Saturday where people came for half a day and brought these things together in a more focused way. The problem with that is that it might be on a day that you couldn't come. So don't wait for an outreach summit to give us feedback and if you have an interest in this sort of area of ministry, let us know so we can begin to bring focus and specificity to it all. Thank you for your patience. Let's, let, let's close in prayer. <coughs> Father, we thank you for the gospel and for the Great Commission, for your sending us into the world. And we struggle with that because we, we're afraid of rejection and we, we don't feel equipped always to be able to say what we should say to unbelievers. And we, you've placed us here in South County. We pray that you'll show us what and how uh, we could reach out and, and uh, to whom and, and what methods we could use. We, we just ask for your leadership. We thank you for the good ideas we've heard today and pray that you'd uh, lead us in the, in the path forward. Thank you for each one who came. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. amen.